0: What's good, guys? Your boy Anthony, come back to you for another episode of Let's Talk NASCAR. Now, before I get into it, I got an announcement to make. I recorded a podcast on Friday, right? For some reason, with the Anchor app, it was really with my with the device I was recording on, so I'm not even gonna blame the Anchor app. It stopped like picking up my voice midway through the podcast, if you will. So
1: there's going to be a lot of
0: information of there's going to be a lot of minutes that I will say that will just be blank while I was just speaking basic information and speaking on my heart. I sort of got fed up with that. And because I got fed up with that, I, I'm not making this pocket. I didn't make the podcast until today. I tried it again yesterday, but we had some technical issues going on. We have a lot of wind in the area that I'm in. I'm in the Southern Illinois area. There were storms rolling through yesterday, and it was really hard to really be able to drown out the sound because the wind was so impactful. And the type of walls that I have in the house, you could really hear it. But without further ado, we're going to get into it because this is what I feel like is going to be the last ever Fontana podcast that I do because I have very low confidence that we see a short track in Fontana. But if we do see a short track in Fontana, they're going to surprise me and I'm going to be here for it because I want to see that happen. We're going to get into that. Now, first things first. Spartan race strike It's like It's deceiving But it, it produces good racing If you will But I'll say The Gen 6 era Really Sort of Is shaping a lot of the decisions That the sport is making now Because And on top of the Gen 6 era We missed a few years At a, at a few of these race tracks, I believe due to COVID So Like auto club speed, like auto club speed. We saw the racing on twenty twenty, but we didn't see the return till a while after that. But like, I think the Gen six racing overall affected a lot of the changes that NASCAR has made to the schedule. And I feel like they sort of sort of jumped the gun. I feel like they could have. First things first, they did have a lot of cookie-cutter racetracks, mile-and-a-half racetracks, or racetracks that were just absolutely a snooze fest because of the package. That's what made, led to changes such as Charlotte Roval, I believe, the Indy Road Course. They went a little overboard with the road course, so I'm just going to say that. I believe we should have had a road course in the playoffs, but I would have been interested to see the, the Glenn because the... I, I like the rovo though. But I wish the robo was at night That's what I just feel like Because that race was at night I I don't I think they moved it to the daytime during one time Doing rain relays or whatnot. But The Charlotte race is iconic for being at night race Like I don't want to see Like I don't want to see Texas transition from day into night I don't want to see that ever again Texas sucks to me it's a snooze fest to me, and you wanna know why I keep watching it all three hundred thirty four laps? Because there's a bunch of cautions in that race. But the but the overall racing sucks at Texas right now. Like the configuration sucks, and they, they should have really, they should really be considering tearing down Texas and doing something with that. Right for real. But we're off topic here. We're gonna to get to the auto club action. This is the last weekend in auto clubs so before we get into the teardown and the configuration of a short track. This race was um it was a little better than last year, and I say that because even though we had a big crash this year, like we had a big crash on the restart. I think we saw a lot more Organic risk Because we had like What 13 cautions last year And this year How many do we have I'm not even sure I'm not sure What the exact numbers were But I know for sure We had less cautions last year We had more green flag runs In the last One of the race It was sort of a nice Green flag run Guys had to make pit stops And Before The tire drop off was Went crazy Um before the tire drop off went Crazy, we there was um, some thoughts that a few guys would be able to make it to the finish. But the big story that came out of the weekend was Kyle Busch was able to win in his first rep. He got his first one with RCR Racing in just the second race of the season. And he could have had three wins by now. The Clash. Possibly, if he wasn't taking on the wreck, he could have won a duel in the duel, and the five hundred. And this is my vendetta about the five hundred. This year, we were setting up for the ultimate battle, man. The ultimate battle. I was saying in a few group chats. I was saying on social media, a few laps, um, before we had Daniel Suarez get stuck in the grass in the Daytona five hundred. I said like. Five to ten laps to go. Prior to that, that if they get strung out, we're not going to see a full pack race to the finish. But we got the caution that we saw the pack race to the finish, and you know, it's play racing in twenty twenty three, bro. Y'all got to get, y'all got to get with the program. But I believe RCR is going to be strong. Kyle Busch is going to be on a redemption tour this year. Another thing to be said is Ross Chastain leads the point standings after two races. This is big, in my opinion, because Ross was very strong today. Um, He was, not today, but he was very strong on Sunday. I honestly thought he was going to be able to win the race, but he was able to get passed by Kyle Busch prior to the finals, prior to the finals, like literally when they were getting ready to make pit stops. They were side-by-side side on pit road, Kyle Busch was able to, um... He was able to win it. Chase Elliott was able to pass Kyle Busch for second. The Another story that was to be said over the weekend is the overall production of Fox Sports throughout the first two weeks of the season. Rather, if it hasn't been commercials, it's just been the overall how the broadcast has been dry. and I want to talk about that. First things first in thing, Expanded, you ain't missed much. You, it was the cold Custer show starting off the race. This Expanded race was pushed back to after the Cup race due to rain on Saturday. Austin Hill led them to the front, That's to the green because qualifying with all on track activities rained out on Saturday. Austin Hill led them to the green flag and the cold Custer. It was basically his show until a leg race restart. Cole Custer got into the wall with, I forgot who it was, and then it became the Sammy Smith John Hunter show. Then Sammy Smith ended up getting turned around and was like keep him keep an eye out for Sammy Smith. And John Hunter was able to win the race. I just want to say Sammy Smith had a very fast car, and Joe Gibbs had a very Joe Gibbs Racing had a fast car between the 18 and the 20 car. Look forward to big things between those two drivers throughout the course of this year. But back to the Fox Sports side of things. The Xfinity broadcast was a little bit more... It was a little more exciting in the driver... In, like, broadcast-wise, play-by-play-wise, compared to the Cup race. Like, I I sensed a lot of low energy... In the cup, in the cup booth for the call of the cup race again, you got Mike Joy, Clint Boyer, and Tony Stewart. I feel like Tony honestly should be on the grid walk with Michael Waltrip. I think Clint he would be okay, but I think Fox Sports overall production has just been dropping the ball lately. And here's a few reasons why. Damn. Hold up. I thought this podcast was going to stop. I had a notification, but it didn't go up. You're being stopped, us, so we're still going. Towards the... We saw during the race, AJ Allmendinger, he got into a incident off a of turn two down the back straightaway. He's turning around towards the wall, and from the way that they were calling the crash, Fox Sports then showed the crash on... Broadcast as if it was a replay, and they're reacting to a replay. Like clinton boy is already saying, Austin dill I'm not Austin Dillon. AJ Allmendinger is around, and then when we go and see the actual crash for the first time in during the race, we're thinking we're gonna see like a live view of what half of where the 16 car is at that moment in time. We're still seeing him racing off for of two, and then he gets loose and goes turns around like. I'm an RTD major. If those of you who don't know what RTD means, it's a radio, television, and digital media. So I've worked actual games, and that's unacceptable. Um, actual TV broadcast with ESPN3. That's unacceptable. Now, also, we saw towards the end of the race, as Green Flag pissed off for finishing Michael McDowell, he had the lead on the field, but he was on old tires. And he had and he was yet to pit. By the way, that strategy did pay off because I forgot what position that he was running in before that strategy, but he ended up finishing twelfth. But he was in the lead. Kyle Busch ended up passing him on fresh tires. Michael McDowell had very old tires. But as that was going on, there was a there was a battle for second between Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Was trying to pass Ross Chastain As he was going past the lap car While also Noah Gragson Was about to make a four wide pass On all three drivers Because I believe He was on fresh tires at the time Or oh, he got a big run And Fox cut from that As Clint Boyer was commenting on The battle for second To show Kyle Busch Passing Michael McDowell for the lead To which Mike Georges had to pick pick up You can even hear the confusion In Clint Boyer's voice and I think a lot of reason for why a lot of people don't like Fox this year around is we saw this last year. We've been seeing it a few years before. The production crew is starting to get a little worse and worse. It's time to get a little bit more structure in the production crew. But overall, the reactions to the commentators... That was a big issue in the day twenty five hundred with the last crash that decided to finish when it was a overall underwhelming call. You just saw Clint Boy just say, Oh, he got turned. Like, oh, that's the end of that But yeah, overall my ranking of this race was a seven point five out of ten. It was a good race, so we saw comers and goers. And we saw a lot of racing. The restarts was crazy. We saw a few different restarts. We saw a big one on the restart. And Comers and Goers. A few things I wanna talk about. A few little keynotes. RCR racing is back because while Kyle Bush won, Austin Dillon, he had a solid he had a quiet day and made himself in the top ten. You have twenty three eleven racing. I hear guys want to sound the alarm on those guys early, but Tyler Reddick was crashed twice. He was struggling before he got crashed in in this race at Auto Club, but that's what he said. I feel like with the rest of the race, he could have maybe salvaged something out of that. The Bubba Wallace, he got crashed on the last lap of the Daytona 500, and then this race, they had an injury issue. I feel like they're used to having a bunch of slow starts. I feel like they got to fix that because that's one thing that I feel like could have made have bubbly in the playoffs last year. And had Kurt Bush would have made it through the whole year, full season. They would have had both guys in the playoffs. But I wouldn't worry too much about those guys. Trackhouse is looking strong. Ross Chastain is looking strong. Las Vegas is going to be interesting. Those are my t- another take. I want to say is be on the lookout for the uh, the last charter, if you will, because I believe Rick Rail Racing or that seventy seven Spire Motorsports team, one of those two teams, they could end up selling the charter at the end of the, this season, if not both. And another thing I noticed about Rick Rail Racing is the fifteen car top twenty five performance. That was something to be. That was something interesting, in my opinion, with JJ Ellie. Big shout out to those guys. But now, let's get into the juicy stuff. Auto Club Speedway is going to be so Well, it's already been sold. I miscalculate. Another reason I I miscalculated, I forgot the exact amount that they sold Auto Club for, but they definitely, it's been sold. The amount of actors that they have, I believe, is less than 100. It's less than Martinsville Speedway and Bristol Motor Speedway. And they claim that they're going to lease parking lot. But I saw a report earlier today. I'm actually going to go back to the report. So, we're going to go back to the report. And... Auto Club Speedway President Dave Allen said he's hopeful to get to a point here in the near future. Sometime this year, there's going to be more information coming out and a timeline established. What that sink in? My opinion is the whole short track idea it just seems real volatile over there in the area and I don't believe it's going to happen. And I don't believe it's going to happen because it's so volatile over in the area and NASCAR is one delay away if they aren't already at that point from just selling the rest of the land off a few months from now if not in the off season. Like And one surprising that they wouldn't do that, and then possibly bring racing back to another racetrack, and the company that owns, and the company that owns um Auto Club Speedway, if it's not NASCAR, I imagine they'll try to do something there. If not, try to get out the sport. But I believe that we're, I believe that we're. We just saw the last weekend at the Auto Club Speedway entirely. Mm -hmm. And I see a few people talking about Ernd- Irwindale. To my knowledge, Irwindale was just sold in the late summer, early fall of twenty twenty two as well. And there's no telling how they say racing is going to stay there from now. By the way, but there's no telling how long it stays there. If they get an NASCAR race there, who knows? But. Let me know what y'all think about the future of Auto Club Speedway. And let me know what y'all think about how the race went over this weekend. Say said out of 10. But let me know what y'all think about that. And let me know what y'all think about Kyle Busch winning an RCR before a Gibbs car won. <laughs> well, technically, Martin Truex Jr. won. Before his replacement one, because everybody I, I saw a lot of Kyle Bush's washed comments and rumors, and Kyle Bush wanted a new sponsor too, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I hope y'all have a good day. We're gonna try to come with the review, not the review, the preview of Las Vegas, of Las Vegas weekend because we have three series here drug series. We have expanded and we got the cup series here this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So we're going to come with y'all, come to y'all with that later on this week, man. Stay updated on Let's Talk NASCAR pages and for the speaker and be wild. Peace.